Autopsy. There you go. Hey, now you got it right now. Open, but open the fingers. Open the fingers. Don't keep them closed. Keep them open. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what is going on, all my movie loving badasses? It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with Kung Fu Santa himself, Sifu Santa. Your That's one right. movie loving smartass. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. What's going on, Rick? Welcome back for another episode. It's great to be back. I'm having a wonderful time. I'm, uh, yeah, baby. I finished another two projects last week. I'm about to start another project. Hopefully, I'll probably take the weekend off. But on Monday, I'll, I'll start my next project. I'm very excited. I'm waiting for more, more artwork to come in. Yeah. I'm waiting to see more movies because this was a good month. Oh, yeah, baby. I can't wait March to get into it. Surprisingly good month. Yes, 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 yes. But before we get started, quick roll call for all the badasses watching right now. Jake Hall, what's going on? He's saying hello to Rick. Oh, yeah, we got the monkey here. That's right. Okay. Looks like, yeah, it looks like he's talking. He really enjoyed Shazam there. All right, nice. Oh, nice. wow, you did. Oh, uh, 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 Gamera is really neat. Gamera is full of turtle meat. Yeah. We believe in Gamera. That's right. <laughs> well, you should. Well, Skyla, what's going on? Thanks for watching. Yes, yes. Got some legends here. Severio, what's going on? Even, even though the last one wasn't saying hi to me, I'll say hi back. There you go. <laughs> Lady Danish, what is going on? She's saying hello. There you go. All oh, right. You go. Hey, Brian Sanchez. We got Kevin here. He is back. Yes. That's right. We're starting the ruckus. Oh, yeah. Bob Odin's son. Oh, we got the sexy sumo. That's right. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Jake Hall, Daniel Collins, and John Wick is awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Woo. We got a lot to talk about today. And it's tradition. Rick always beats Samurai Guy to the punch. <laughs> I, I caught up a little bit. I, I, I'm, not as, I'm not as behind as last month's where I like watched one thing. <laughs> so I did watch a, a, a several things, but right. everyone's here to hear what Sifu Santa has got to say. That's right. So let's go ahead and kick it off here. Oh, we got one more champ saying hello, Rick. Hey, hey. Tell my name right, champ. <laughs> Thomas, what's going on? All right, all right. No K on Rick. I'm zero K. I'm zero K. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, I have been hearing mixed things on this first project, uh, Rick. Mixed. So so much that I'm just kind of like, well, you know, I'm not really in a rush to get Disney Plus right now. So, Rick, how are things in a galaxy of far, far away with Mandalorian Season 3, my friend? Well, this is another, this is one of those things I'm, I, I'm adding a new criteria to my reviews. Okay. And this is what I call an MFME. Actually, an MFM. It's an MFM, which means more for me. Okay. Okay. I, I've seen all the I've seen the haters. Okay. I've watched every episode with pleasure. Okay. And I'm I'm ending it, and then at the end, you know, I'll, I'll go on to YouTube and watch uh, the various, uh, you know, the major uh, Easter egg finders. Right, and, right, right. And 
two of my favorites, one was saying, you know, this episode, I was mad at this episode for this reason. And I was mad at it, this episode for that reason. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back in the episode and I said, I don't have those problems. I don't, I really, you're telling me what your problem is. You didn't think the first fight was good. Okay. And, and this, but the second fight was great. And it was like, I mean, I don't have those kind of expectations. The Mandalorian is still, the, I believe it was the first episode of this season. Yeah, it was. And the first episode of the season introduced their versions of the Daleks and of the Morlocks from hmm. the time machine. And I went, okay. oh, they're still doing it. Because, of course, the whole show is baby cart, you know, the samurai right. movies plus spaghetti westerns. Right. So it's already derivative. And, and, and it has Grogu. And it has, you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of like, I don't have any problem with it. It's the third season, so I don't expect the third season to be as good as the first season because it's not new anymore. Right. But I still care about the characters. Yes. I'm still interested in the way the plot is going. Um, yeah, every episode, you know, and with me, I if I get tired, I fast forward. And I have not, no, I watch, and also, I'm usually like going around, set, getting my clothes for the next day or cleaning something or doing laundry or whatever. But during Mandalorian, I watch. I watch every second because there's so much detail. Even the worst of the Marvel Disney stuff, there's so much detail. So yeah, I'm enjoying very. I'm enjoying it very much. Nice. All right. Well, that's a good sign. Rick did not have to press the fast forward button. <laughs> no, but interestingly enough, Ryan Watson was is the fight coordinator on the Mandalorian season three, and and so that gives me reason to worry. Because he worked on Bat Batman v Superman, which I wasn't impressed with. But hmm. then he wasn't trapped under the thumb of the Snyderverse at that, for the Mandalorian. So the battles, I think, are still really, really good. And, and now, you know, yeah, the the, uh, the, um, the Iron Mistress there on the right, she had a terrific thing when she was fighting all the pirates in the last episode. She used oh, nice. All, she used all her, her tools. For her blacksmithing tools. Okay. Right. And I was going, yeah, yeah, very good. I, nice. I, you know, I'm enjoying the show a lot. Now, is this Babu Freak or is this uh, from the Babu Freak uh, <laughs> alien animation we got well, going again, on? Here. I believe it's the same sort of thing because everybody thought Groku was uh, 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 young. Uh, what was it? Yoda. 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 I'm yeah, blanking yeah, yeah. on my name. Yeah, everybody thought he was Yoda, so I love the fact that they brought this Baba Frick type creature okay. into the same scene going, yeah, it's not Baba Frick. It's okay, okay. one of his race. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, All right. I'm not that samurai guy. Right. <laughs> Even though we both have beards and we're both humans. Yes, we're yes. Same, we're not the same as <laughs> Copy that, copy that. All right, so thumbs up so far from Rick for Mandalorian Season 3. Yep. And you, you got a chance to sneak this in. Uh, actually, these two properties we're going to talk about. You got a chance to sneak it in yep. the other day. Uh, so how, how was Murder Mystery 2 Electric Boogaloo? Look, I I, 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 wet my, I whetted my appetite by watching the uh, Adam Sandler got the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor this year. And I watched the uh, ceremony. Where all his friends, it wasn't on PBS the way it usually is because 
Adam Sandler is not good enough for PBS. So they put it on CNN. So, I, and that reminded me what a great guy he was and how much I enjoyed the first murder mystery. And murder mystery two is Adam Sandler, another aspect of Adam Sandler. He, he's always surprised when his movies do really, really well. And murder mystery one did really, really well. So basically it's clear from murder mystery two, he said, okay, I'm taking the Netflix money and I'm spending it. <laughs> okay. So he basically said, hey, if Rian Johnson can take the Netflix money and do Knives Out, another Playfair mystery, I can spend all the money. So this one takes place like in three foreign countries. Oh, wow. Big cast, lots of lots of production value, but still a very clever script by a gentleman by the name of James Vanderbilt. And you'll hear that name again later on because he wrote something else that is extremely clever. Okay. Of, right. of stuff that came out this month. So I really enjoyed it. And also the relationship this, between uh, Jennifer Aniston's character and Adam Sandler's character, a married couple. Um, they, they handle it super well. They're incredibly loving, but they're also real the way you would recognize some guys from Brooklyn to be. Okay. And they're in a very rich environment. So it's very much like a Rian Johnson mystery. And I also enjoyed the mystery. I also, I was surprised how good the action was. Really? Hi, Patrick. Um, hi there. Uh, the good action. action. Was surprisingly good for me because it's several kinds of action and everybody fought in character. Adam Sandler fought like an ex-cop from Brooklyn. Okay. Is, or from wherever he's in one of the suburbs. Yeah. And, but everybody else, Mark Strong is in it. He fought like. Yeah. I like Mark Strong. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it's a, you know, and as usual with, with Adam Sandler, the humor goes from, you know, kind of down and dirty to, mm -hmm. a, a, to more clever, not really clever. He never goes super clever. Yeah. But, it's it's always so, and his performance as this character, I was very impressed with, and I'm impressed with it this time too. He's very honest in his performance in in this time because he never he never overdoes it. We're okay. going to be talking about Vincent Zhao in a minute, and Vincent Zhao treats his kung fu the way Adam Sandler treats his acting. Nice. Because while other people have some artifice about them, Adam Sandler always plays it straight. He's so, always believable. So the the murder mystery movies are are these his best uh, films on uh, in terms of working for Netflix? Uh, well, I haven't seen all of them. I just saw the oh. murder mystery one, and I saw Hubie Halloween, which I thought was great. Has he done other things for? Um, there was some Netflix? western that he did, a ridiculous six that. or something. Something. Like I that. didn't see that. Okay. Okay. But uh, but I've enjoyed all of them. I really liked. I was recommending uh, my friend Elisa, who works with us at uh, the Kung Fu Extravaganza. She yeah. was talking about how much she enjoyed the original murder mystery. And I said, well, have you seen Hubie Halloween? And, and she goes, well, I on Halloween, I only see horror stuff. And he says, well, it's a horror thing. I mean, Steve Buscemi is a werewolf. It's really great. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. And also very loving. So yeah, I enjoyed murder mystery. The um, And another name that you'll hear later, the action in, you know, the fight coordination in murder mystery two was by Laurent Demonoff. Hmm. Because 
he's a French. He's one of the he's one of the great French. He's from a great French stunt family. His father was like the king of stunt people in France when France nice. was put up. And now because of the Lost Bullet one and two, which is also exceptional French action, yeah, uh, France is coming up. So I love the fact that they had more. They got another French fight coordinator to work on Murder Mystery Two. So yeah, it comes recommended. All right, all right. Copy that. Another thumbs up. I also also might add, it's an hour and twenty five minutes long. They had to make the end credits ten minutes to get. No, it's an hour and twenty minutes long. They had to make the end credits get be ten minutes long so they can get to one hour thirty. Gotcha, gotcha. So extra long. Like almost everything else on Netflix, it's a okay. All right. That's probably a good thing, actually. It know? is. Yeah. It moves, it's a, it very entertaining. Moves along. It's always interesting. Oh, all right. This next one. This next one, I'm going to be honest. The trailers did not look good. No, they um, did not. And I really wanted to see it just to see how bad it was. I was hoping it would be a good bad experience. But then I'm hearing it's actually good. It's not It's not even good bad. It's well, good. I wrote the last Dungeons and Dragon novel. It's a mis- it's a fantasy mystery dungeon. It's a Playfair fantasy mystery that they got me because I was an Edgar Award nominee from the Mystery Writers of America. And this was they did four uh, fantasy mysteries. I wrote the second one. There was going to be two more, but then Dungeons and Dragons was bought from by the its originator bought by a company called um, Wizards of the West Coast, and now Hasbro owns Dungeons & Dragons. So I have a vested interest in the Dungeons & Dragons genre because I did a little research for, I did a lot of research for this book, and everybody else, all the best-selling authors like R.A. Salvatore were incredibly nice to me, and they did not have to be, but they went way out of the way to let to have to let me ask them questions. Oh, and, nice! And to help me along with the background material of this. Gotcha. But I turned out to have written the last one from the original originators, but like I said, so I have. I want it to be good, and I've right. seen the previous Dungeons and Dragons projects, and those all sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious, it's but but Rick. It's, this one is really interesting. Okay. Because if you have a knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons, it's better than if you don't. Okay. Because the, the filmmakers here, let's see, do I have a, uh, I, no, I just have the uh, name of the core, of the uh, fight coordinator. Right. Who worked right. on uh, uh, Brahmastra, the big uh, superhero comic book Indian oh, movie. Okay. Uh, his name is Georgi Manchev. He's did the action in this. The the guys who made this, it's I think it's two director, two writers, the same guys. You look it up on Google or whatever. Yeah. They know Dungeons and Dragons. They've played Dungeons and Dragons. They have an encyclopedic knowledge of the original game. And as such, this has staggering amount of Easter eggs for Dungeons and Dragons fans and lovers. Oh, all right. So if you know it, you're going, oh, throughout the whole movie, you're going, oh, oh, look what they did. Look what they did. Oh, my tons God. Of, tons of did. Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah, they did the, they they even do the 
they do the cinematic equivalent of dice rolling, which is not easy to do, and and gets all these characters. I played, oh, that's what I was, I knew I was going to bring something else as a show and tell. I played Dungeons and Dragons for a couple of years whenever I went out to Utah, to Salt Lake City, Utah for Thanksgiving, where I stayed with the family of one of the world's greatest fantasy artists, a guy named James C. Christensen. And every, the night every the night before and the night after Thanksgiving, we would play Dungeons and Dragons. And he's one of look him up, James C. Christensen. He's okay. considered maybe the finest fantasy fine artist. He's not a popular book cover guy, but he has huge art books. He's done gigantic murals. He's an awesome, awesome nice. artist. And we were very good friends. And he even put me in one of his paintings. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was going. You know. Oh well. Uh, can everybody wait? Can you talk to the audience for a second? Sure, I'll go, sure. I'll yeah, go yeah. Yeah, we got. It. Sorry, I was meaning to bring this in before. <laughs> Copy uh, that. What's going on, Movie Dojo Army? What is cracking? You got any questions for the samurai guy until Master Rick returns? I'm here, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Patrick, we're gonna we're gonna get to uh, Shazam. We're we're going. It's on the list. Yeah. So we're we're gonna eventually get to Shazam for sure. Okay, we're back. We're back. Oh, we're me. back already. Okay, hold on. Here's the deal. Uh, this he did a book called Voyage of the Basset, which was mm. a fantasy version of Voyage of the Beagle. Uh, and Beagle is where we we got the theory of evolution and everything like that. So he did the Voyage of the Basset, which went in the opposite direction and discovered all the fantasy creatures of the world. And so yeah. this was a beautiful book with a lot of beautiful illustrations. And one of the illustrations was the ogre's birthday. Okay. I am the, uh, let's see if we can get the reflection off of it. There you go. There you go. I am the only human character in the ogre. That's the way I looked back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm by the, I'm by the uh, fireplace. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so, uh, so I played Dungeons and Dragons with, and of course being an, he, encyclopedic knowledge of fantasy. Uh, these, those were amazing Dungeons and Dragons games. So I was very impressed with this movie, but I'm nice. also not surprised that the reaction, the reaction from the critics was very bad. Really? The reactions from Dungeons and Dragons fan was the opposite, was extremely good. It's a good sign. Yeah, so even people <laughs> who are kind of in the middle, it's still a smart enough, clever enough, interesting enough, well cast, really clever special effects. Um, it's it's you. It's going to get a, at least a B, even from a not a non uh, Dungeons and Dragons guy. Well, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. That's good to hear, though. Yeah, it was it's a good. bad. It was yeah. a bad trailer. The trailer yes. was very misleading. Yeah. Again, I think people who didn't know D and D did. I mean. They could have put in all sorts of, there's a lot of clever things. There are a lot of funny things, but they make it look flippant in the trailer. I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask this, Rick, yeah. is this worth paying hard earned money to go to the theater or just wait till it's streaming? Um, well, my attitude is uh, very little. Yeah. I mean, Avatar, Way of Water, you, you know, you need the theater. For the 3D, uh, yeah. But we're even going to get to John Wick. I don't even think you need necessarily the, the, the movie theater for John Wick, even though I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. My favorite screen. I don't think you need it because 
you want to be able to see everything. And I think mm. that's true of Dungeons and Dragons as well. So yeah, maybe. I mean, we'd have to. T- yeah, yeah. I think it, I'll flip a coin. Okay. <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> You're not going to be, especially if you go to a regular cinema where yeah. I don't consider those screens very big anyway. Right, right. So that'll right. still be fine. So yeah, you can't you can't really lose. Okay. All right. You need one. Wow, Ple- Rick was pleasantly surprised with Dungeons and Dragons. I was, yeah, because yeah, it was smarter than I thought it was going to be. I gotcha. thought it was going to be dumb. It gotcha. It was not. Now, this movie that's based off of this series, me and Lady Feblet started season one of Luther, and we were really liking it. And I, I can't remember why we stopped. I don't remember. It wasn't like we just. I don't. We just. We didn't I'll finish. Tell you why you, did you stop oh. the first season or did you stop at the second season? Where did you uh, stop? I think it was towards the end of the first. Well, that's surprising because the first and second season are the best things they've done in Luther. Okay. The third season. Oh no. They got. They just got. I can't even. I was going to say they got dumb. They didn't get dumb. They got stupid. Oh no. And, and it all be, see what what happened. I I don't know if I've explained this before. Probably did, but I'll do it again. Uh. The, the mystery writers of America no longer exist because mysteries have all been done. Every mm. single mystery that you see now has been done by all the great mystery writers uh, back of the in the 40, from the 40s or the 20s and the up from there. You know, Philo Vance, Ellery Queen, Agatha Christie, they've all done it. So now all the mystery makers are concentrating on the characters. But unfortunately, I find a lot of producers, like 75% of movie producers, think that either the characters have to be tortured or cool. Hmm. Not charming, cool. And cool is always artificial. I mean, the hmm. characters in the new Uncharted movie are cool. So were, were, were they? <laughs> of course they're not. They're awful. But, uh, so what's happening now is that Luther is just in the toilet. This this movie is com- for me completely unbelievable. Wow! Also, un un unentertaining. It's not entertaining. It's miserable. Yeah, actually, not. Don't get rid of that first word I said. It's miserable. Okay. This movie is miserable. Wow! And they've created and you know Andy Circus is playing a slasher, a Michael Myers level serial killer who's wildly rich, and again he's super powered. He can do no wrong, and Luther can do no right, and you know he just wallows in mystery. I mean, if they just did a story of Luther versus this guy, yeah, that probably would have been great. But no, they had to keep heaping crap onto Luther. They just had it, and he had to keep suffering and suffering and suffering. And I'm going, come on, man, fuck that. Yeah, well, do do your thing, man. Be Luther. Stop. Yeah. Stop having it all it weighted against you. It wasn't a pleasant experience. I did not oh, enjoy it. Wow, that kind of sucks. Because sometimes when uh, sometimes the the movies kind of like they're re- they're like the redemption. Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> we're gonna try to salvage uh, well, the ending of the show. Wow, this, and it's more than two hours. Oh no! So no. lots and lots of misery. Yeah. Oof. So are they are they plan did this do well? Are they planning on the reviews haven't been good and fans of Luther, uh, all my friends who are fans of Luther will go, you know, I was hoping he'd go back to the way he was in the first season, but nope, they're oh. still making the same mistakes. 
Well, maybe it's a good thing I didn't, we didn't finish the, the series. Yikes. All right. Copy that. Uh, now this, I, I, I kind of, I told you about this. I came across it. I was like, Rick, did you know this? Did you know about this? Because no, there, there was a movie that Vincent Zhao played uh, that, you know, the, the classic the character. Well, there's character. a lot of, this character is Hua Wan Yao. Yeah. Frank would pronounce it properly, but he's the yeah. character who, the poison Sifu of Bruce Lee in, in Fist of Fury. Right. But he's, but they've made, and of course, Jet Li plays him in Fearless. Right. And so on Haya now, they have the television series that came out after the Jet Li Fearless came out. There you go, Haya. And uh, they have all 36 episodes of the series, each an hour long. So it's a 36 hour movie that covers the entire life of the character. And it's being played by the guy who always replaces Jet Li. Not always. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He, replaced, he became Wong Fei Hong in Once Upon a Time in China 4 and 5, replacing Jet Li. And here he's doing the TV version. Um, and But it's Vincent Zhao. Yeah. And I love Vincent Zhao. He's so underrated. It drives me nuts. That's because, <laughs> that's because it looks a little funny. You know, Jet Li is, you know, like very personable. And Vincent always looks a little kind of, uh, you're absolutely right, Patrick. Um, Vincent is a little hawk faced, mm. you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, but be that as it may, he's like Jason Statham in that Jason Statham will not dilute his martial arts. And we'll be talking about Jason Statham soon. Yeah. Um, but Vincent will not dilute his Kung Fu. He won't do it. Yeah. So the point here is now look at him there. Unlike Jet Li and others who will listen to the director and who says, make it a little flashier. Well, let's make it a little more flashy. Vincent Zhao sort of goes, no, I'm not going to make it more flashy. I'm going to do what I should do. And nice. so watching him in this show, and basically there's at least one fight per episode. Okay. And a lot of plot, but the plot is interesting. And of course, it's glorious Chinese production in that costumes are amazing. Sets are amazing. They build entire cities for these shows. The, uh, they, you know, a lot of television shows have limited casts because they don't have the money, but China has people. So there are mobs of people. I mean, it's just the production values are so high. And then there's Vincent. Now, let's see. I couldn't find um, uh, it's directed by two women. Oh. The series is by Bai Shan and Lu Fang. And it it talks about the development of that character's lost fist. That's what it's called. The, the that's what the style is called. And of course, and the and yeah, you can bring the picture back up. That's the lost fist. And boy, he's so great. And even though it's on a TV budget and, uh, and more importantly on a TV schedule, or remember it's 30, it's a 36 hour movie, you know, 36 episodes. Every single fight is so sharply done by goes by people who know Kung Fu. Yes. So you watch, you can watch the fight scenes over and over again because the editing is fast, but, and also the cuts are fast, but not to dilute the fight scene, but oh, to good. show what you need to see. You need to see the foot. You need to see where the hand is. You need to see the reaction of the character. You need to see the action of the character. And 
and and the two different characters again stuff i love the most you every single fighter on the show is different they're not all, right. all fighting the same they all have their own styles so nice. it's not like an american television fight where you could switch their heads without affecting the fight in any way here everybody's fighting in their style and of course vincent's the king he knows what he's doing so every time he goes on screen i'm going oh oh, <laughs> oh my gosh that's he's so, so good god yeah. damn it <laughs> also you're seeing kung fu in its undiluted form he's doing it he's not making faces he's not exaggerating he's doing it the way a master kung fu artist would do it not a martial artist a kung fu artist yes yes different. yes nice so yeah i really i'm gonna i'm looking forward to more to, i'm gonna search yeah. for television shows on Hi i'm yeah. gonna pretty much binge watch this uh, once i start i know i'm gonna keep just just gonna go through the whole thing so on imdb it's yeah. it's titled as heroes but if you yeah. guys are yeah. interested on 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 Haya. It's called Fearless Heroes. Yeah, it's called Fearless Heroes on High Yes, they wanted to make so. that fearless connection. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, now this next one, I saw the trailer. I was excited. I was like, man. Um, but I mean, hey, I was so excited. I had to represent. <laughs> had to represent. <laughs> well, go USA, baby. And hi, ya. And I've been, I've been frothing at the mouth. Frothing. And I just, my schedule's killing me, Rick. I didn't have time to watch it yet, but by all means, uh, what, what did you think of Code of the Assassins? Well, the fight scenes are worthwhile. Hey! Understand that it's Wuxia. It's not yeah. Kung Fu. Right. Wuxia. It's not Wushu, it's Wuxia. Right. So that's the heroic chivalry, the, the floating or flying swordsman. Yes. This movie is a hoot. Okay. But it's All too right. long. Okay. And by the time they get to the end of it, it's kind of like, you know, it, it becomes my, my friend Ian Powers always says about Chinese movies, gold-plated poop. No! <laughs> it is gold-plated. But up until, like, okay. if they had stopped it, if they had cut it at like an hour... 40. Okay. We made it a hundred minutes. Right. It would be great. It would be gold. <laughs> but unfortunately, because it's more than two hours, they overdo, overdo, overdo to the point yeah. where it's like, all right already. Okay. Because they have these super, it's super powered. They do, they do, they did something very interesting with the swords. They're not floating swords. They're, they're bio, not biomechanical. Uh, uh, it, it's it's mechanical swords. It's all these super uh, clockwork. What's uh, what's that term? Kind of like, like steampunk? Exactly. That was okay. the term I was looking for. Okay. Interesting. And it is very interesting. Yeah. Best, and they have a great cast with a very recognizable Kung Fu people who, who are terrific, and uh, including the guy who starred in The Sword. I forgot his name. Uh, so he's a classic, and he has the best fight scene. In the middle of the movie, there's an attack on an inn. Yeah. And the heroes are inside the inn, and everybody's coming at it. And like, I'm going, oh, that's the scene we're probably going to show at the Kung Fu Extravaganza. 
Oh, okay. All That's right. Pretty, it's there's a little bit too much uh, uh, CGI, okay. but it's still worthwhile. Okay. okay. So it's worth seeing, but just you know, have some snacks. <laughs> have and, some snacks. And lean back. Okay. And maybe have a chewable or something. <laughs> so it, it sounds like it's entertaining. It's a good time, but it, it overstays it its welcome. Yeah. It was a I little. Guess. It just okay. wasn't as good as Fearless Heroes for me, but yeah. it was still good. It was still okay. Good. All right, good. Then I didn't, I didn't waste my but money. Also, then. <laughs> it's also, an, it's also an, yeah, because it's no longer an assassination. It's an assassin universe. It's an assassin, right? Every a world. It's assassin right. world now. So this is another assassin movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now I saw the trailer to this, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Agent Elvis. What is this, Rick? Another great example, along with you know Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur on Disney. Of example of what they're what they're doing with uh, series animation now. All right, this is, this is on. Uh, what's it on Netflix? I think Netflix. It's on, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's done by Sony Animation Studios, so it's a major guy, and it's it's created by Priscilla Presley, Elvis's widow. Interesting, and it's got, and they it's an inspired cast. It's it's. What el what would happen if Elvis? Because Elvis wanted to be a policeman. Elvis wanted to be an FBI agent. I mean, he got Nixon gave him a badge. Yeah. So this is what happened if he pursued it, and okay. also had a superpowered chimp as his assistant. <laughs> Matthew okay. McConaughey is inspired as as Elvis's voice. Nice. Priscilla does her own voice in the show. Oh wow! There's a terrific guest cast. But it's Elvis dealing with people of the era that, El and also Elvis is doing karate. Elvis is doing martial arts, <laughs> and the action is very Rick and Morty style. Okay, it's very bloody. Oh, and the show is also very profane. Okay, but very enjoyable. The first episode is Elvis takes on Charles Manson. <laughs> All right, I have to watch this now. It's really worthwhile. It's a it's a <laughs> lot of fun. <laughs> Copy that. Uh, yeah, is, the guy, are they doing more? Do you know if the they're doing who, more seasons? The guy who's running it is the guy who runs Archer. Ah, okay. So it has that sensibility. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, I'm seeing the chimp in the back right there. <laughs> All right. Do you know if it's going to have more seasons or are we not sure? Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, okay. I think there's so much I, I have to see already. I don't I know. I don't go looking for more. <laughs> it comes and comes. If it doesn't, I'm fine. Copy that. All right. Thumbs up for Agent Elvis. And uh, so far, uh, the last episode we had, uh, you were already talking very highly of the Last of Us series. Uh, I'm hearing it's it's stuck the landing. I'm hearing the second half was, was good and people were pleased. But uh, what did you think of it, Rick? It is a beautifully made show. Okay. It... Um, what's the term I want to use? It, um, I found it very effective. I did not enjoy it. Oh. Because again, it's miserable. It's a miserable show about right. human failings and the loss of all hope. Right. And how right. love kills. It's the end of the, the end of the, uh, see, the, this season is how the original game, video game ends. Right. Same ending. Okay. And as such, that's it's just miserable. 
I admire, that's the word, I admire this show enormously. It is extremely well done. I do not enjoy it. Okay. Because that very last episode that we were talking about, where, where we left off, mm-hmm. you were like, you were saying that this is like one of the best episodes of, of television, period. Yeah, well, the second episode, it, it was it was glorious and beautiful. And that, and that was the one I believe most deviated from the game. Ah, okay. And right. every change they've made since they're being co-run by the creator of the game, all the changes they make are very smart and um, appreciated changes. They right. improve. They improve the stuff, but the the story remains the same. And as gotcha. such, it's kind of like, listen, guys, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I'm going to watch Shrinking. I'm going to watch things that make me. I'm going to watch Project. No, not Project Runner. Top Chef. I'm going to watch stuff that makes me feel good. I don't need to feel worse. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So no more post-apocalyptic movies for you. And no more zombie stuff. Gotcha. Unless somebody, you know, I'm really looking forward to Sisu. Yes. Coming up. Yes. The Finnish guy killing Nazis. Yes. Now that's my kind of, you know. Yeah. Not, you know, I'd rather you kill Nazis than zombies because we know the Nazis were defeated at least for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I, working at it. Yeah, Sisu, I, I want to see that bad. So, so well, overall, overall, you 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 respect the show, but it's I not... admire it enormously. Right. I respect it enormously. I appreciate it enormously. I don't care if I ever watch another episode. Copy that. All right. It's time for a heist. It's time for a heist. It's, I'm, it's I'm, not, gonna, I'm gonna let you pronounce that, Rick. You can it's pronounce not a, that. It's not a heist. It's oh, a it's not. No, it's a not. It's a spy movie. Oh, it, okay. This is, this is another language. It's actually called Operation Fortune. Okay. That's that's the little letters there. I just like that poster. That's why I gave you that poster. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, this this I I was actually curious to check this out because I like Guy Ritchie and Statham, and I just it, didn't get a chance to do it. It brought me back to my childhood because, I mean. I fell in the first adult movie I ever saw was Dr. No, the first James Bond film with Sean Connery. And that changed my life. Yeah. But then after that, of course, I was, you know, what was I, nine years old or something? And I went nuts for all the spy stuff. And there was a lot, there was the man from Uncle and all this stuff. But then there was also our man Flint. Right. And Coburn. And Matt Helm with, uh, with Dean Martin. And so as I'm watching this, I'm going, well, this is not a James Bond movie. It is a Flint movie crossed with a Matt Helm movie. It's hmm. it's 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 not as good as okay. any, of it, but it's still entertaining and enjoyable, and I enjoyed watching it. And it has a a good cast. They, you know, if you can get over the fact that it should have been better, right? It should have been better with with the talent behind it. Mm-hmm. They're slum. He's slumming. And also, um, uh, Jason is not doing his strongest stuff because okay. he's, a, he's not doing a spy. He's doing his thing. He's basically, he's playing himself in this, but he's playing himself the way he actually, you know, he used to be a busker on the streets of London. And that's who he's playing. He's not playing a spy. He's playing a busker who can beat people up. And he okay. beats them up the way a busker would. You know, he right. doesn't. It's clear he's not trained as a spy because a spy would use a different technique in the fights. Here he uses, you know, fists 
and you know, and he's just, I, you know, I might, you know, and all that stuff. I just did Australian. What the hell? Am I doing? <laughs> but the secret weapon in this movie is the guy on the left. Put the pistol up. The guy with the cigar. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. He's good throughout the movie, but at the end, because of the circumstances, uh, Audrey Plaza, who plays uh, Jason's uh, uh, Fortune's uh, controller, both Fortune and the Audrey Plaza character have to give Hugh Grant, who's playing a very spoiled billionaire, they have to give him his, they have to let him take over. Okay. In order to deal with the final villains. Because the final villains, spoiler alert, are uh, sp also spoiled billionaires. Okay. That scene is worth the price of admission. That scene made me say, Jason, you know, don't worry about, you. Grant should have been the star of this movie. Oh, wow. He, he just takes over. He takes over. And I just sort of, I got chills. You Grant is great. And we'll be talking about you Grant again soon. All right. He's great. He's and that shows his prowess. You compare him in that scene, you compare him to everything Jason Statham has done. You compare him to everything Aubrey Plaza has done. And also uh what's his name? Uh Carrie Yules is also in this. You compare you compare Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant <laughs> wipes them off the screen. Wow. All right. Austin, I mean Josh Harson is, is in this too. Jason I mean, Hugh Grant wipes him off the screen. How was he in uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Again, he doesn't wipe anybody off the screen, but okay. he's all—he's uh, a pleasure. But then again, so is Chris Pine. The whole the cast of the cast of Dungeons and Dragons is far superior to the cast of Operation Fortune, except of course for Hugh Grant. Right, right, right. And right. also, the the material in Dungeons and Dragons is stronger than the Operation Fortune. But Operation Fortune is a good. C plus B minus okay. movie. It's entertaining enough. Okay. Just don't expect it to be as good as Guy Ritchie can do or should do. Right, right. Okay. Sounds like a little a nice little entertaining fun time waster. Yeah, and the fight like. coordinator was um Vinian uh Vincent Wang, who was the fight coordinator on Cruella, the uh, Cruella Develop movie. So it's that explains why the fights are maybe not as could ah, be because gotcha. I keep on wanting uh, Jason Statham to take over the fights, right? You know? Right. But he obviously said, "All right, you're the fight coordinator. I'll do what you tell me to do." Copy that. Well, speaking of fights, uh, what did you think of Creed Three? Hmm. I uh, a strong B. Okay. Literally strong. Look at all the muscles there. <laughs> uh, and my, it's Michael B. Jordan's uh, directs it as well as stars mm -hmm. it. it. has yeah. something to do with the script. And as such, it is very strong. But I could not get the taste of an actor out of my mouth. In other words, I've told you about this before. When an actor gets power, mm. okay. They oftentimes are unable to edit as as strongly as they should, because they fall. Because as an actor, your whole career, you're powerless. You're always powerless as an actor. So when an act, usually I've noticed that when an actor gets power, they fall in love with every single sequence they 
they make. And so they don't, they don't do the pruning they need to do. And this is a good movie. Okay. But it's still, I can't help but feel that it would have been stronger with another edit. But it's still very worthwhile, very strong, very emotional. And he does tie the emotions of the characters to their acts, their actions. Yes, they're, yes. They're fighting. Unfortunately, it's boxing. So, you know, and I do love the sweet sport, the sweet science. As it's right. I've, I've, I used to go to fights. Uh, and I still love watching the greats, but unfortunately, the fight game has been corrupted so much uh, because of Ultimate Fighting Championships and the ongoing corruption that boxing has never gotten rid of. That um, they're not, they're not, they now make me uncomfortable because they're so sloppy. Mm. But back in the day when I would watch Ali and and Foreman, you know, these guys at their heights, all the great boxers at their heights, is just like. Yeah, I can see the science going on. Right. And in this movie, they do a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah, it's it's very worthwhile. But yeah, I think one more edit would have made it perfect. Copy that. Uh, would you? Are you looking forward to seeing him direct more in the future? Yeah, I'm always. I mean, he's he's an honorable and artistic individual. Uh, so, but and and also he'll grow. He'll grow. Okay. All right. I'm kind of surprised you saw Scream Six. No, I love, I love. Oh, you love Scream? Okay, all right. The original Scream is is one of my favorite films because it's it's a it's a slasher movie, it's a satire of a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. It's a Playfair mystery, unlike Halloween two. And 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 also, I th there's a couple of other things it is. It's just, and also Wes Craven, who I met on the set of uh, um, the Twilight Zone rebo reboot that I was. That's cool. You had a, that's cool. You met him. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And we had a lot of talks, too, because I was on the set all the time and he directed a bunch of the episodes. And I'm just going, like, tell me more, Wes. Tell me more. <laughs> I also interviewed him for uh, for one week only the world of exploitation films. And you can still find my interview with him in there. I have a whole section on Wes Craven in uh, uh, the world of uh, exploitation films for one week only. So, yeah, I love the guy. And I was very happy. Two and three got a little messy. But okay. four, four and five did something, and this is one of my favorite critiques, very clever. You know, they're, they're trying to do what the original did. And six really gets super close. Because mm. everybody's so used to the metaverse now. Mm -hmm. And of course, Scream has become its own metaverse, its own, you know, dragon eating its own tail metaverse with all these killers trying to, you know, and the fact, and they do, and then they do a lot of extremely clever things in this movie. And the plot line is also very smart. Um, and they also established in four and five, it's, I believe it's the same, the guys who did six did four and five as well. So they're continuing the thread throughout and it's getting stronger and stronger. And we're living in an age now, like with uh, the Fast and the Furious and the Mission Impossible movies, where this has never happened before. Movie series get are getting better. Most of the time back in the day, you know, James Bond movies did not get better. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of Charlie Chan movies did not get better. 
Sherlock Holmes movies did not get better. You know, they would start, they would slow, go down. Now they're getting better. Scream, of course, will never match the original Scream. Right. Scream yeah. 6 doesn't match the original Scream, but it's darn close. It is closer than any other of in the Scream series. And it's it's very worthwhile. I And it's not all about killing innocent people. That's the kind of slasher movie I don't... If it's all about just that, mm. I'm not interested in it. Right, right. You want it to be clever. More than clever. It doesn't have to be clever, but it does have to be smart. I do have to get mind candy in addition to eye candy. Right, right. And, right. It, and if you're just, you know taking advantage of the slasher audience well as long as i kill somebody every seven minutes they'll show up i'm not into seeing innocent people killed with nothing behind it mm. and scream always has something behind it there's always a motive yeah there's always a motive and the motive is becoming is eating itself now like this the, i really love the original saw movie the, the first oh yeah i thought that's great yeah and then then when chris rock screwed up what, what, I forgot what number that of that song. I think it was it was its own thing. It was called Spiral, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, that movie was screaming for him to do the right thing, which was to talk about how cops treat blacks, and he completely dropped that ball. I mean, that could have been a a work of genius if you just had done the obvious thing, but instead, I mean, it was. Oh, he made the blacks the villains. And it was like, how stupid can you be? Come on. I never I haven't run into anyone yet who was like, Spiral was amazing. It's always like, that was okay. Or yeah. it, could, it was it could have been <laughs> great. It could have been amazing so easily. Right, right. Because it's Chris Rock. Chris Rock is a very smart guy. I enjoy his comedy. I enjoy oh. I enjoy his concerts because most of his concerts aren't comedy anymore. You know, it's him having a humorous, nervous breakdown in front of you. <laughs> but very sharp and very repetitive. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he should have brought that wit and that insight mm. to that. Oh, and he didn't. Oh, terrible. Yeah. But anyway. I'm, I don't even think they're going to continue that. No, uh, no, he killed yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Well, what what could the, what could these movies do better? What? Well, Scream is trying to do it better. So, you mean just slasher movies? No, just no Scream. So you so Scream Six is perfect for what, what? it is. I don't. Oh wow! I okay, can't see how it could get better? Okay. You, okay, you'd have to go back in time for it to be better. I mean, right. the Scream movies are already made, so they're already following. They're following in their line, so they can't be as good as the first one. It just there's no way they can do it because of the way the plot develops but at gotcha. least they're doing a much better job than well Saul. i i hope and friday uh, the 13th and all the copy rest. that yeah i hope uh scream seven they don't do five billion fake out deaths <laughs> someone has to go I at least someone smart. i think they're smart enough okay. that they're gonna try to develop it the, for the leading up to it all right all right make it sharper gotcha uh, Sexy Sumo says, Spiral has great Dolby Atmos. <laughs> That's the only positive. Nice, Sexy Sumo. All right. Really does, it, does it really? I know. <laughs> All right. Now this, I enjoyed the first one. I, 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 thought, I don't oh, think you've given me enough respect for my criticism of Scream 6, 
you know, I'm not, I didn't say it needed to be smarter. I say it's going to be sharper. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so clever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed the first movie. I, I, I thought I was going to hate it. I had zero expectations. Yeah. And I thought the first Shazam was fun for what it yeah. was. I thought it was, I was surprised. I, you know, I thought I was going to hate it. I was a little disappointed for reasons we're about to get into. Okay. So the sequel, uh, the trailers didn't really blow me away. Um, but I was still curious to see it just to see it. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing all kinds of mixed things and poor box office and people, a lot of people playing the blaming game. Everyone's blaming, blaming the rock. It's just everyone's pointing fingers for the failures of the movie. But is the movie good, Rick? No. <laughs> okay. And it could have been good. All right. When, the thing I love about Shazam is okay. oftentimes when I go to a movie and it's and I'm sitting there and it's not as good as I think it should be, you know, it's kind of like, again, it's kind of like Creed. I'm saying I'm missing something. Something's something's not working, and I can't figure out what. And that bothers me. So I'm sitting there in the audience, going, I'm rewriting scenes as I'm watching them, and I'm saying, what What is the crux here? As Judge John Hodgman would say, what's the crux? What is this movie's fatal flaw? Shazam, easy, super easy. I when I was a kid, I saw the original Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. Uh, serial, 15-chapter cliffhanger serial starring Tom Tyler. And that's great. If you can go onto YouTube and see that, that's a superhero. That was like the best superhero movie until Bat, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and Christopher Reeve's Superman. Oh, wow. That was great. That was Captain Marvel. And that was Captain Marvel done correctly. And that was my problem with the first one. The first one is when he says Shazam. Yeah initial of shazam symbolizes a different power and he had the point he had the power he had all the powers in the first movie except one and that was the s the wisdom of solomon hmm. he didn't have that and i was going and again i was going ah i see it the scriptwriters wanted to make it easy on themselves because making a character smart is difficult for writers who just want to be clever or cool or whatever, or, you know, uh, wise ass. But for someone to have the wisdom, that's, that's why a lot of people didn't do uh, new Sam Spade movies. And that's why doing new Sherlock Holmes movies are hard because these guys are incredibly smart. Right. Well, Solomon is incredibly wise. They got rid of that. And that was not a, and that was not that's not Shazam. So in this movie, what happened was that it's Billy Batson, the young Billy Batson, who I think is a tw uh, fourteen or fifteen in this movie or something like that. He has he has grown up. He is he's an interesting character, but in this movie, the moment he says Shazam, he turns into. What's a good word? An idiot. Hmm. Zachary Levi is playing someone who is at least 100 IQ points lower than Billy ba than the kid. And I, I, his name is Angel. Angel, it's, he's a double A name. But in any case, and as such, that's he's 
he's like 25 to 50 percent more stupid huh. in this sequel than he was in the original. Oh wow. And the and the difference between the young Billy Batson and the Shazam older Billy Batson is huge. It can't be ignored. I couldn't ignore it. I could no longer ignore it. Huh. I'm saying, would you because also it's bad acting in mm. big. You meet the kid in big, right? Just at the beginning. But when Tom Hanks plays him, throughout you go, yeah, that's the same kid. Right. And Shazam, not even close. And it's insulting and it's stupid and it's wow. unfortunate and it's unlikable. And it's like, and again, it's one of those things like in Spiral, it's it would be that would make the movie seeing seeing the adult dealing with the kid's interest in an adult way to have them match up. But no, it's like the kid's going, yeah, I'll have to think about that. And Zachary Levi, yeah, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> it's like, and, and you think that's an exaggeration? Go to the movie. Oh, God. Wow. It's like, wow. It, it really, it ruins the movie. One of the other negatives I heard about it uh, was there was just too many characters and you were kind of like, oh, so we have to follow the the the, the uh, Shazam family version of the characters as well as the young kids version of yeah, the characters. But all of them were great. They were fine. Okay. In other words, yes, it would seem like that there are too many characters. The problem is that they're all being led by an idiot. <laughs> okay. Who's who is not believable in his role? Wow. Wow. So just, so, so when in the at the end when he triumphs, yeah, it's like. No, I don't care anymore. You just wow. deserve to have it. And so at the end again, when he comes back, it's kind of like, and by, well, by that time, the whole movie has fallen apart. Right. Okay. I mean, once, once the ending happens, it's like nothing's making sense. Wow. So, yeah, I was, I was really. <laughs> I have to mention this. I was briefly talking to shout out to F, FJ DeSanto. I was briefly to, uh, chatting with him back and forth and he's he he talked about his issues with shazam but he did mention the positives but he said that even this movie is still better than anything marvel's done in phase four well i don't agree with that but you know fj <laughs> fj is it fj's becoming uh, becoming a sourpuss critic he's <laughs> doing he's doing hey you hey you movies get off my lawn <laughs> i just had to throw that in there uh, uh, so what Rick is saying is that the only good thing about Shazam is the dopey. No, the cast is terrific, except for Zachary. Everybody okay. else is great, right? Um, and it could have been a great movie, but uh, that 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 fatal flaw—it's like a wonderful body with a weak heart, right? Wow. All right, copy that. I will wait till it's free on HBO Max. <laughs> Now this, I saw the, the trailer for this, and unfortunately, me and Alex Chung, another badass martial artist stuntman, we did a trailer reaction for this movie, but Indian said no, <laughs> and it got blocked worldwide, and I was like, god damn it, so I couldn't, we couldn't release it, because of copyright claim, unfortunately, but uh, I was stoked, I was like, oh, this is right up Samurai Guy's alley, man, like this is outlandish, over the top, let's go. But uh, didn't get a chance to see it in the theater. Rick, as always, you beat me to the punch. Yep. How was Patan? Well, I, you know, 
back in the day when I was writing, I, uh, when I was finishing in the mid 80s, uh, my martial art movie book, the next book I wanted to do was on Bollywood, was on Indian films. Right. But because they weren't, they weren't all over, they weren't international yet. You could only, you could only go to Indian, certain Indian stores in certain suburbs in certain cities and get the tape, but they weren't translated. They weren't subtitled. And so there was no way I could really, I mean, my publisher sort of said, we're just not going to make enough money. And, you're, and I also said, I'm not going to be able to understand it well enough to do it. But I've always loved those movies. And it really puts, the, uh, because every one of those movies is a musical. Right, right, right. You know, everyone is a musical. And when you watch a musical, when I, no, I won't say you, because I can't speak for you, but I can't right. speak for me. Whenever I watch a musical, I watch it differently than I watch any other movie because it takes a certain different kind of suspension of disbelief right. or a musical. Because mm -hmm. here's a musical uh, where people are talking and they look like they're normal, like, like you and me and all their friends, and suddenly they start to sing and dance. And our friends, for the most part, don't sing and dance in real life. Right. So in order to enjoy it, you're enjoying the singing. You're enjoying the dancing. But it's more than a concert. It's an actual story that's being told through every different device. So, and, you know, it's opera, it's ballet, it's singing, it's dancing. It requires very talented people to do it well. So it's a completely different form of entertainment that can be appreciated in a different way. So I've seen Indian, I've seen slasher Indian films. Yeah. I saw a love story about two terrorists uh -huh. who wind up who fall in love and at the end embrace each other and explode i saw a slasher movie and this uh, you know where this guy's mom was killed in jail so he goes around and kills all these young women yeah but he still takes time out for musical numbers right right that are completely different than the right. theme so What's interesting, I would strongly recommend to everybody that you watch on Netflix a four-part documentary called The Romantics, which hmm. tells the story of the of the creation of the Indi of Indian modern Indian cinema. And it it talks about like the king of Indian cinema, the guy who really is the foundation of all Indian cinema. This movie, Bethan, is being done by his son because the original, his father, you know, passed away recently, but they still have one of the biggest and most powerful companies in India, cinema companies. And so that documentary sets this up. This is their latest movie. This is the most successful movie of, at the box office in India this year so far. Nice. And as such, it is a quintessential Indian film. It is also, well, let me look up my stuff. It is also, um, has the same choreographer as one of my favorite things on Netflix, which is a movie called Surya Vanshi. S, hmm. write this down, everybody. S-O-O-R-Y-A-V-A-N-S-H-I. It is part of this company's cop universe. They have taken, you know, the whole Marvel concept and they're making all universes for themselves. So this is the same producer, the same company, but they did a whole cop series. And what's great, and I think 
at least two, if not three of them are on Netflix. My favorite is Sorva Yavanshi. The, the, the musical number at the end is just, and the fight at the end is just, oh, amazing. Just amazing. So in this one, this is the first of their new spy universe. Okay. And it's two and a half hours or more, and but virtually all their movies are. And it's all, it's that. You see what you see right there? What you see, <laughs> the Kung Fu, when they, when, when La Kali Young in, uh, goes still in uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu, that is called a Kung Fu stance. This is an Indian pose. Everything, everything in an Indian movie is artificial. Nothing is real because they're in a musical. This is a gigantic action musical, but everybody doesn't just do stuff. They pose. They do an entrance. Everything's done musical style. And, and none, nothing completely unbelievable. Complete again, physiology free, making quips during the heat of the battle. But that's okay because it's a musical, and also beautiful women doing dances and singing and shooting, singing and shooting. That's what it is. They're singing and shooting in the rain. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but it's again, it's kind of, and also they're on top. They're on top of a speeding truck. Okay. And there's no wind. There's absolutely no wind. They're not. They're just standing there. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you take your brain, you put it by the door, you'll have a very good time because it moves along. And again, John Wick style. Nobody. I mean, he's got a lot of blood, but he's yeah, feeling yeah. no pain. You right, can tell right. He's not feeling anything. He's does he? He does not even reacting like he's got a paper cut. None of those <laughs> things hurt. None of those things hurt. But it was it was a hoot. And it's it's a bad spy, you know. It's spy versus spy, right. right out of Mad Magazine. Yeah. And as such, and also there's a moment where another one of the spy characters from a previous film before the spy universe shows up, and you can feel the whole audience erupt. He, you can see that the the way they introduce him is like, "Hi, special cameo from me." You didn't think you see me, did you? But you'll see me again in a subsequent episode. Okay. Because that was what's great about the cop. Yeah. Because in the last one, all three cop characters got together and took apart the terrorists. Just took them apart. It was thrilling. There was so, a yeah. film. There was a film I wanted to see called War. How was that? Did you see War? No, not, I haven't not, seen not, it. not the bad Jet Li Jason Statham movie, but but oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard War was really good. On Netflix. Uh, my, it's probably on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll check it. I'll, yeah. I'll look it up. But yeah, I, again, since you can't see Pathan, you can see Soria Vanshi, and I strongly recommend you do. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, Sexy Sumo. You can watch it right now, guys. So I put it in my queue. Pathan. Was what War, War is? No, uh, well, War is. I saw it there, and uh, Pathan is actually on Amazon Prime. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's actually on there. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Oh, yeah. You guys know how Samurai Guy feels about musicals. You know how I am. But after RRR, <laughs> RRR changed a lot of things for me. So I'm like, Indian films, bring it all, bring it all, goddammit. I've yeah. always loved the best of them. Every every Saturday on on the local station, yeah. uh, I watch uh, I watch the two episodes on Indian uh, show business. Copy that. All yeah. right, all right. Here's the big one right here. We're keeping the tradition of 
no pain, no pain, baby. We're going to keep on going. John Wick, Chapter 4. All right. Rick. Yes. Thoughts? Well, I, yeah, I'm watching this movie. Okay. And I'm going, and again, I'm going, hmm. Because I didn't enjoy the first John Wick. I really enjoyed the second and third. The first John Wick, you know, he he wasn't acting the way I thought. I mean, they set him up as the world's greatest killer, you know, the boogeyman. Yeah. But Baba Yaga. But again, they did they 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 did it the way I didn't. They they told us they didn't show us that movie should have started with his last mission mm. to show us how incredibly awesome he is, and then show us how weak he got after his wife died, and how the death of the dog affected him. But no, instead they have a bunch of people talking about him. Mm. But then I never thought they he in that entire movie did he ever live up to the way they were talking about him, because even when he got back into it and got his gun, he never changed his approach, even when the approach didn't work. Even when he was captured and wounded, he never changed his approach. He took out his gun and shot. He took out his gun and shot. And he didn't hide and shot from around something. He just would walk in and start shooting. And so I was not happy with that, but I was much happy with the other ones, especially when he started to reload. And that was awesome. So then this one starts... And the first, well, not the first, the first thing he does, the first thing John Wick himself does is he punches the thing. And what they show is that he's bloodying up himself. He's mm -hmm. damaging himself. Yeah. I said, okay, that is John Wick. He spent the last movie cutting off his finger, falling off of buildings. I mean, he's just, yeah. you know, so... Yeah. I'm saying, okay, but then I suddenly, because during that scene, I was going, what Lawrence Fishburne was saying sounds familiar. Hmm. I will quote you the first thing that's said in that movie. I thought it was so strong to me that I thought it was written down on the screen. Does anybody remember? Did they, did they have a quote before the movie actually started, you know, words on the screen? That, Not that I know of. That a quote. All right. So it wasn't yeah. that. So it was Lawrence Fishburne talking. Mm -hmm. And what he starts by saying is, I am the way into the city of woe. And I'm going. And then he does the rest of the speech. Right. I was saying, is that from a play? That, and then I suddenly realized what it was from. And I say, oh, my God. Because it, like, it was like when I went to see The Sixth Sense. And I sort of went. He could be dead. That would make sense. And then at the end, it turns out he was. And I went, perfect. I am the way into the city of woe is the first, and, and everything else he says is the first page of Dante's Inferno. Ah. And Dante's Inferno is the story of a character, Virgil, guiding Dante through the nine circles of hell. Right. It's brilliant. And suddenly, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> and then I watched the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I went, OMG. Nice. Let me, I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. The very first thing that also absolutely thrilled me is that Lawrence Fishburne set, uh, you know, did a match. He 
he set off a match and yeah. then he blew it then he blew it out and then they cut to morocco and the sun that is taken verbatim from lawrence of arabia ah and the scene that they were filming the chase when when uh um uh, John Wick was chasing them and shooting in his yeah. full suit. He's in the right. middle of Morocco in the desert in his suit. And he's shooting at these guys in turbans. They shot at the same place that Lawrence of Arabia was shot. Wow. Same place. And I went, oh, these guys love films. And I was watching, and the rest of the movie, there was one Easter egg. There was like dozens and dozens of wonderful Easter eggs for not just action movies, but for great cinema like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. And a lot, but a lot of Kung Fu stuff. So he's in Morocco. Great. The next thing he's in Osaka and he starts, the, that's the first major uh, martial number. Right. What are we going to call it? It's, I call it Martial Mayhem Musical. So okay. Is it a mayhemical? <laughs> Martialical? That's the first major fight number. It's not, right. not a fight scene. It's a fight number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they might as well have music to you. And most of the time they do. And so that's the first major one. And I was watching yeah. it again and it was good. And I enjoyed oh, yeah. it then. But, and yeah, that was, that sequence was just barely credible. Just barely because it started the movie. Right. By the right. time they got to Berlin, the wheels were beginning to come off hmm. because it wasn't so much the fighting. It was the dancers, hmm. the dancers who were ignoring everything that was going on. Oh. <laughs> there was only one dancer who semi reacted. Uh -huh. And I bet that dancer was fired. <laughs> the whole idea is that they had to pretend that nothing was going on. Right, right. And I said, that looks familiar. Okay. That looks exactly like an illustration in, guess what? Dante's Inferno. Ah. The writhing, the writhing victims of hell. Ah, okay. And I started saying, they, they, he, Lawrence Fershburn told me and you and everyone who saw the movie what this movie was going to be. It was going to be Virgil leading Dante to the seven, uh, what is it called? Circles. Right. Of hell. Right. And I counted the major fight scenes. Guess how many there are? Nine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are nine. Oh, shit. <laughs> there are nine. Wow. This is brilliant. It's because it's the only way that this movie is acceptable as a human, a human uh, experience. It's the only way because the rest of it is nonsense. The rest of it is absurd. The rest of it is unbelievable, literally unbelievable in that. Uh -huh. I mean, that scene, can you imagine that scene at the Arc de Triomphe with the cars? Uh -huh. If it had existed in the real world, <laughs> cars running down people without stopping, uh -huh. uh, people shooting at each other, cars just going around, not a single police person in the world 
not a law enforcement person in uh -huh. the world, and a leading character where him falling from great heights uh -huh. repeatedly right. is a running joke. They know what they did at the end of the last one. So they said, we're going to, I mean, that last one, when he comes out of the, the, the window by, by the, you know, he comes out of the window, goes yeah. down a floor and a half, crashes into a car. Yeah. Yeah. Ends. Yeah. At the base of the stairway that he is thrown down three times. Yeah. Yeah. Without a scratch. And he got hit by a car, like probably five times, I think. Three or four times. <laughs> without yeah. a scratch. I mean, at least in Pathan, he's bloody. Uh -huh. Not a drop of blood touches John Wick's body except for that opening punching. Right. So I'm going, I'm saying, I'm loving it because it's so beautifully done. That scene from above in that place with, oh, with the exploding so, bullets. So good. It was just like wonderful, so but at the good. same time, uh -huh. it's not. It's not. It's it's a work of cinematic art, but it's yes. not a work of emotional art because you can't feel anything for anybody. All those stuntmen were the same guys over and over and over again. It's it. It might as well like when he when he at the end when he goes down onto the steps. Yeah, I said I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him <laughs> to wink out. And at the top of the screen, it would say, out of lives. You know, <laughs> he's a video game character. Uh -huh. well, no, but then I realized, no, he's not a video game character. He is, he died at the end of the last movie. He died. And at the beginning of this movie, Virgil showed up to bring him through the nine circles of hell so he could find peace. Oh, so that's how you're viewing it. That's the only way, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only way you can view it. Or is John Wick for the best superhero film of the year so far? But he's not a superhero. <laughs> he's a dead man going through the levels of hell, finding, going through purgatory. Uh huh. That's, so that's interesting. That's an interesting take on it. With his wife. It's the yeah. only way to look at it because, again, yeah. nobody's real in the movie. There's uh -huh. these orgiastic scenes, no, nothing is realistic. It's nonsense, but uh -huh. it's beautifully made nonsense, and it's exciting nonsense, uh -huh. but it's, it's unbelievably incredible, literally unbelievable. Because, again, every single sequence, no blood, no cops, uh, innocent bystanders uh, disappearing, uh, dry, innocent bystanders becoming mass murderers. Uh, it's, and also, the thing, another thing I really love, they have bulletproof... They suits. Have suits. However, uh -huh. I wrote I wrote a story where I had a person who needed to do something like that, mm -hmm. but, and I I invented a new kind of uh, fictional uh, bulletproof material that I called Calibrake. It's called Calibrake, but he didn't have just a suit. He had a suit. He had a suit of armor made out of Calibrake with a hood, with gloves. So here's a movie. Every time he's trying to defend himself, John Wick. Pulls up his his lapel, yeah. but his hand is right there. <laughs> Nothing touches any of his naked skin. And the funny thing at the end of my story, the guy in the calibrate, mm -hmm. and, and all throughout it, even when he's holding up his his suit, yeah. he's being shot at point blank range 
by nine millimeter and by automatic weapons. At the end of my story, my the hero inside is he was known as Gunsmith. Yeah. The hero inside the calibrate suit, when when the heroes, you know, when they won and the hero the other heroes come up and took off the hood, they find out that my character Gunsmith is dead from being beaten to death by bullets. Because that's what would happen. Because when you're hit by a bullet, and him being re- being hit repeatedly, dozens and dozens Sh- of shotgun blasts, yeah, yeah, shotgun blast with a bulletproof thing, and he, no ruptured organs, no, nothing is real in the movie. It has to be a fantasy. It has to be him going, going, literally going through hell, uh-huh. so he could finally find peace. Because he's been behaving like an asshole these last four movies. <laughs> well, well that, that's I, a really interesting take on it. That's fascinating. Once I realized that's what yeah. was happening. And again, Fishburne told you. It's not like I made that up. Right, Fishburne right. does the speech at the beginning yeah. of the movie. That's I'm, the first thing in the movie. Wow. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you I'm glad you reminded us about that because that's that's fascinating. So and that's really fascinating. I loved I love the uh, the end sequence as well because that made yeah, Donnie Yen has never been better. Oh man. Donnie Yen has never been better. Everyone had a chance to shine. I enjoyed what everyone. That, that upset me. I'm I'm probably seeing Marco Zoror again on Tuesday. He's gonna be in New York yeah. doing in a screening of his new movie. Yeah. I didn't give him a character poster. Yeah, he's a major guy in that movie. Yeah, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to ask him. Hmm. I'm afraid to ask him why didn't they give you a character poster? And then yeah. hopefully, hopefully he'll say to me, "Yeah, I wanted to know that too." <laughs> yeah, I don't. You could ask Marco. I'm, he's he's a cool dude. He's a cool guy. Yeah, well, man. I'm afraid he said because I acted like an asshole. <laughs> but he's not. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. The guest of the Kung Fu Extravaganza. I was happy um, with the final trailer. They finally showed him do some action in the final yeah, trailer. Also, yeah, he's he's in this movie. Yeah. as much if not more than Donnie, but Donnie is Donnie. Well, yeah, Donnie just he's never been more cooperative. You can see, you can also see that Donnie has found peace because the other American movies Donnie has been in, he's always held something back. Or he's been killed off screen, or yeah, he's always horrible. been killed off screen. Yeah, in, even in Rogue One, he was being controlled by the other Chinese actor, and he was mm. kind of like resentful, and of course, mm. miserable in Mulan. But everybody, <laughs> you know, Jet and Michelle and everybody, everybody. Was miserable in that. <laughs> everybody was miserable. <laughs> but this was his movie. This is a movie he respected the filmmakers. He really respected Keanu, and uh, it did a great job. It did an awesome job, and I'm so excited that they're giving the impression. I personally hope they don't do another John Wick. I hope they do a John Wick movie without John in it. I hope John finds peace in the next movie on the basis of the the end the scene at the end credits. It looks like the next movie will be focusing on the Donnie Yen character. But then we also have that ballerina film, which is kind of so ballerina away. is in the John Wick world universe. Yeah, 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 but it doesn't. Yeah, and apparently John Wick does do a cameo in it. Keanu does do a cameo in it, which right. is apparently already filmed. They yeah. even have they even had Lance uh, Reddick on the yeah. in the cast for Ballerina. So I don't know if that's yeah, a, so his official last movie. And yeah, Sonata was awesome as well, and that yeah. was another thing I loved about the movie because we had we had all this different kind of fighting. We had British fighting with Scott, and I and also I guarantee you, 
And if I get to talk, I'll talk to Marco, although he might not know. You see that Scott Atkins in the middle? Yeah. I guarantee you that Chad wanted Sam O'Hong. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee it. And when they couldn't get him, they got Scott and put him in that suit. <laughs> Make him look like Samo. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of worked out better that it was Scott. I mean, Samo's already played a character like that in, in SPL. So it's oh, I don't like... care. I want I would still want Samo. Well, there's always room for Samo. There's always <laughs> he's a legend. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So I'm hoping the next one, and also Chad said he'd love to get Jackie and Jet involved because they both worked with Donnie. So if the next movie is with those guys and they do the same thing, because, you know, both. But how, do you, how, do you, uh, how do you continue, though? What do you mean? If, 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 you, if you keep Wick dead. Wick is dead, so it's in the Wick universe. Is he dead? Well, as far as he, <laughs> as far as Chad right. and Keanu are concerned, yes. But as far as Lionsgate is concerned, not after this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be. I hope he's dead. I hope he. I hope this is the end. I, sorry, well, sorry, spoilers. I hope they let him reboot. Because the other problem with this movie is the same problem with uh, with the uh, Indonesian action movies after the the night comes for us uh -huh. there's no place they can go hmm. they've already gone as far as they could possibly go how can they possibly do better the night yeah than the raid one and two and the night comes for us we've already seen it and in this movie again he's already been through hell right. of course my thing which is I, I think i've said more than once on this is that okay guys you've done it You've gone as far as you can go with the levels of hell. Now go back to show us how guns actually work, how cars actually work, how people actually work, how fighting actually works. Actually allow characters to feel pain. Right. Actually allow, have everything be totally realistic. Have all the characters be smart. I realize that's going to be difficult because you have to think differently to create fight scenes and action scenes where it's not just wild excess all the time. But at least that'll get the audience to feel again, to care again, to under and also to learn something. Because now, I mean, kids outside the movie theater that I went to for John Wick were playing guns. And again, reacting the way everybody in this movie reacted, which is bang, 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 bang. You have a real gun, you actually accidentally you shoot it off. Yeah, it's not going to turn out that way. It's not going to turn out that nicely for you. If your father has a gun at home and you want to go play with guns because it's so easy and shooting people is not, and you know, being shot with something with a bulletproof stuff doesn't, doesn't hurt at all. Now, <laughs> it's about time to start reteaching the audience. Okay. But well, that, the good that news would be is. Suggestion. That would be my. <clears throat> well, the, the good news is the success of this. Has kind I of guarantee that there won't be that. <laughs> well, I'm hoping, I, I, I'm hoping I, the James Bond people do that. <laughs> they go back to the origins. They have right, to right, right. Well, also, I'm happy for the movie's success. I'm very happy true. because when was the last time? Let's let's be honest, Rick. When was the last time we were in the theater for a mainstream Hollywood movie release, mm -hmm. and we have a sequence with nunchucks and the audience is cheering? I can't remember the last time that happened. Well, I completely expected it because if you look at the history of John Wick, the only movie that 
the, the movie that made the least amount of money was the original. Right. Every movie since then has been, has gotten better box office. Two right. was better than one. Three was better than two. Yeah. Four is better than all of them put together. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. We'll yeah. see how long it lasts. Yeah. I'm I mean, still happy for everyone's success. I'm really, oh I really am because, because it's time for, I, I agree with you, Rick. It is time for action cinema to make a comeback. At least somebody do. Yeah. Because yeah. there really is no more place they can go. I mean, and after the next two uh, Mission Impossibles, I doubt this is going to be, yeah. Well, you know, listen, hey, the Noonchaka scene was great. All of them was great. Yeah. Yeah. Every single scene. I mean, we got Morocco, we got Osaka, we got Berlin, we got Paris, we got St. Cure, we got, the, the amazing stuff inside the house from above. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We had, we had the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> we had the uh, the. Um, so are are you willing to watch another film with Kane's character? Kane's character. I am. You still you're still going to accept it within the the John Wick fantasy rules? The final scene in the, the end credit yeah. sequence sets up his next film. Right, but. But you said you can only enjoy this if you watch it as a fantasy movie. So you're okay with Kane's character still being yeah, in that kind of... Because it's Donnie Yen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. As, all long right. as, as long as they don't have all the other actors acting like Donnie Yen does. But again, if they right. get Jet Lee and Jackie Chan... Rematch. Chad, Chad and David is so knowledgeable that he'll have them fight in their own style. Rematch. I want to yeah, see because, it. Because again, Donnie is is the best at Donnie Fu. Jet is the best at Jet Fu. Yeah. They were all educated in different way. And Jackie is the savant. Jackie uses all the, the stuff around him and yeah. tries to avoid the fight. Yeah. Well, that knife-throwing fight battle in John Wick 3 reminded me of a Jackie Chan action sequence. Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, Chad really knows his stuff. Yeah. He knows the history of action cinema. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I had a blast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Even even underneath fantasy <laughs> viewing, I think it's fascinating. Well, I, I, I enjoy your take on it. That's interesting. And also yeah. another another clue that this was a fantasy. Okay. Uh, of of uh, of John. Well, not a fantasy. It's just John in hell. Right, it, right, right, right. Uh, the afterlife of John Wick is right. that he didn't reload during that car sequence. He did not reload. I was waiting for it. In the Are third sure? movie, I think even in the second movie, when when each gun and he yeah. had twenty one rounds in the bullet and uh -huh. in the in the in the in the gun, he had twenty one yeah. rounds in the gun in the magazine. Yeah. When I see it again, I will be counting. Okay, okay. I was too excited. I was too involved, yeah. but I said, "Oh, that's got to be more than twenty one." <laughs> and he also never reloaded. So I said, uh -huh. yeah, "He's in hell. He's in hell. <laughs> He's not in the real world, so he doesn't have to reload." Right, right, right. Well, the main thing is you were entertained, Rick. At oh, the very much so. Very so, much so. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for today's episode. We covered a lot. Quick quick uh, rundown for you guys who have come in late. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. Oh, there we go. There we go. For Mandalorian Season 3 so far. Yeah. Murder Mystery 2. There we go. Dungeons & Dragons. There you go. All right. Luther. <laughs> all right heroes there we go there we go code of the assassins on the side okay there you go there you go oh, the first half the first half thumbs up right right last, second half from the side 
Agent Elvis. Okay. Last of Us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oper Operation Fortune. From the side. All right. Creed 3. Closer, closer to full thumbs up, but okay. just a little bit, you know. Okay. Scream 6. All right. Shazam. Two. Oh, because of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's the center of the movie. The title right. is him. Yeah. Right, right. Fatan. There we go. All right. And Wick. John Wick in hell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Y'all know what you need to do. That's right. Oh, we have another fan here of uh, Heroes. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, yeah. Y'all know what you need to do. Follow Rick. I put the description box below. I'll put the link in there so you can follow Rick on Instagram. Oh, well, hold on. Let's, let's blow it up there. Boom. Get the book. Murder yep. in Alhula by Dungeons <laughs> Get the book. 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 Yes. <laughs> Especially after John Wick 4, definitely get the John Wick book. Yes, yes. And I also put a link in the description box below so you guys can check out all the books. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. The book of Rick. That's right. The books of Rick. And uh, if you're new here, I hope you guys had a great time. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and all that jazz. Keep watching movies. Keep having fun, baby. And watch we'll you and guys. Watch, yeah, and watch oh, that Samurai's review of John Wick for tomorrow. Yes, yes. Thank you for the segue, sir. <laughs> so join me and Lady Fab Blood. We're gonna do a spoiler discussion tomorrow uh, for John Wick in Hell. Yes, <laughs> join us tomorrow. <laughs> You'll be seeing dead people. I see dead people. <laughs> join us tomorrow at seven p.m. Pacific time, guys. We're gonna have a great time. Bring something to drink. Get some pizza. We're gonna have fun. I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. <laughs>